brought us into the, the, the throne room today, into the presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, I will do my best today. I, I do have some things to share with you that the Lord's laid upon my heart. And um, I don't want to hold you too long, but I want to say everything that I feel like the, that I need to say today. Amen. And uh, so I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. And I'm going to read some a passage of Scripture from Isaiah chapter 43. I'm reading today from the King James Version. And uh, so I'm going to... Uh, these are familiar verses of Scripture. Nothing... Nothing that you haven't heard before, but I want to I want to share I, the, 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 this passage and these verses have been on my heart for quite some time for a, a couple of weeks anyway, and just uh, been meditating on them and and doing some study on on these verses. And I just want to share some things with you this morning. So just give me your attention, listen to me, help me preach. Amen. Once in a while, it'd be good. Okay, let me know I'm still, let me know that I'm still in a Pentecostal church, okay? Praise God. <laughs> Chapter 43 of Isaiah, I'm going to read, first of all, verses 1 and 2, because I love these two verses, and they, they bless me. And God says, But now thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. And he's saying that to the nation of Israel through Isaiah. But can I tell you today that this applies to you as a believer today. You belong to the Lord. If you're born again, you belong, you're His. You don't belong to the world you definitely don't belong to the devil. You don't belong to the United States government. You belong to Jesus Christ. You are the Lord's. Can I get an amen? Praise God. I didn't aim to say that, but it came out. Verse 2, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers... They shall not overflow thee. He didn't say you might not feel like you're up to your neck <laughs> and you're treading water. But I tell you what, he said they will not overflow you. Amen? In other words, you're not going to drown. He's going to bring you through. When you walk through the fire, anybody ever been in the fire? When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. And I, I always love reading that because it didn't say you wouldn't go into the fire, but he will bring you through the fire. Amen? Through the fire. Now jump down to verse number 5. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. 
Ladies and gentlemen, here's a verse I believe we need to be claiming for our children and our families that God in these last days would bring them to Jesus. And then go on down to verse 11, and here's where I want to focus on for the main part of what I want to say today. Verse 11, he says, I, God's still speaking here, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved And I have showed when there was no strange God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am He, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it, or who shall hinder it or who shall stop it God saying I'm working and there ain't nobody else big enough to stop what I'm going to do in your life amen come on somebody ought to say amen today amen I'm telling you the devil can't stop God from working in your life COVID can't stop God from working in your life. There ain't nothing big as God today, ladies and gentlemen. And there's nothing that your God cannot do in your life. And he said, there's none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who will hinder? God's saying, try to hinder it if you can. But you're not going to stop the hand of God and the work of God. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel... For your sake I have sent to Babylon. Now this is a prophecy to the children of Israel that uh, before they even had went into Babylonian captivity that they would go there but that God was going to bring them through that and God was going to work a miracle to bring them out. So before they even get there, I I don't know, I might shout just a little today. Before they even go through what they're going to go through, of course, by their own design, but what they before they even go through it, God's already made them a promise to bring them through it and to bring them out of it. Are you listening to me? I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which makes a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, which brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow or as a candle wick. Talking about the enemies of God's people. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Notice he said twice in this passage, verse 16 and verse 19, I'll make a way. There was just so much here in this, I didn't know what to preach. I said, I can't preach at all. I'll be there all week. Amen. (laughs) 
But he is a way maker. He made a way for Israel. He's always made a way for his people. And I believe I'm going to tell somebody here today, he will make a way for you. And it matters not what the situation may be or how things may look. And sometimes we, we have that tendency to get a little down and to get a little discouraged and uh, to think, well, God, why, you know, man, why is everything going, seemingly going wrong? But God said, I'm still the way maker. There's still no enemy that can stop me. I've still got my hand on the throttle. You still belong to me. I'm still your king. I'm still your redeemer. I'm still your God and ain't nothing can stop me if you'll just trust me I'll make a way where there is no way and the water won't flood you and the fire won't burn you hallelujah because I've got you in the center of my will and in the palm of my hand you belong to God you are the Lord's can I get an amen you are his praise God And I remind myself of that every day. And I remind the Lord of it every day. I say, Lord, I'm yours. I belong to you. I I give myself to you. I consecrate my life to you. You bought me. You redeemed me. You paid the price, shed the blood for me. And I offer myself today as a living sacrifice to you. And then I tell the devil, I don't belong to you. So you get out of here in Jesus' name. I'm the Lord's. Amen. But those verses of Scripture are precious. and They're great promises. And there in verse number 18 and 19, where he said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. A new thing, God says to his people. The, there's another translation that reads this way and says it this way. For the Lord says, forget what happened before and do not think about the past. Saints, we can't live and dwell in the past. And that's what God's saying here. Verse 19, look at, and this is in the the, uh, New Century Version. He says, look at the new thing I am going to do. It is already happening. Don't you see it? I will make a road in the desert and rivers in the dry land. So what is the Lord saying? In this passage of Scripture through Isaiah, he's talking to his people. He's talking to the redeemed. And he's telling them what he is going to do for them. He's giving Israel assurance. He's giving the people of God assurance that he is going to demonstrate his power in their behalf against that mighty nation of Babylon during their time of captivity. That he's going to demonstrate his power in such a mighty way and bring them out of that captivity and bring them back after they have spent some time in that place. 
that he's going to move in a powerful way to bring them out, make a way through the wilderness, and bring them back to the promise, their promised land with a new and a fresh beginning and a new and a fresh start. I believe if there's something that we need in, in this new year, we all need a fresh start. We need God to do something new and special in our lives. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of living with a with in a, in a in a in a place where you know all we hear we are inundated with nothing but but bad news, and all we're hearing is about how many are sick and how many are dying. And I'm not denying all that, but I'm telling you what I believe we need God to do something new and something fresh in our life. Churches and Christians and believers are getting down and they're getting discouraged and they're getting depressed and so many have fallen by the wayside and given up in this day and hour which we're living but it ain't no time ladies and gentlemen it is not a time to give up. It is not a time to retire. It is not a time to fall by the wayside but can I tell you it's time to believe God to do something fresh, to do something new to give us a fresh move of God in our lives and in our church. Come on, amen. And God is reminding them of this. And that's what he's saying to them. He said, he's telling them that he had brought them through the Red Sea and how he had had destroyed the pursuing Egyptians. And that's what he's, he's talking about when he said, remember those former things and, and you consider those things of old. But he said, listen, I brought you through the Red Sea and you remember that and you, you, you know how I've delivered you in the past. You know how I opened up that way and made a way through the Red Sea. And when the enemy tried to pursue you into there, I closed up that Red Sea and drowned it all a fair armies and all of his hosts and your enemies were defeated hallelujah God stood there and God fought for them I'm telling you something ladies and gentlemen that God's still fighting the battles of his people amen he's still fighting our battles he's still working in our behalf he still has has his hand hallelujah on our life to bring us through no matter what and he's reminding his people how that he had defeated defeated their enemies of the past but he says this you remember that you've heard it all your life you know how that God made away the greatest miracle that God had ever performed that God had ever done for the children of Israel was that day he brought them out of Egypt through the blood of that shed that shed blood of that slain lamb and brought them through the, 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 the Red Sea and brought them through the wilderness that was the greatest miracle that he had ever done for them but you know what he is saying here just he is saying that 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 the exodus and what he had done for them in the past is forgettable compared to what he's going to do for them in the future he's saying that he is going to make a way as he always has that he will guide them as he always has that he will provide for them as he always has that he will bless them as never before and what God is sharing and saying to them is this what God is promising them is this. He's saying the past miracles were nothing compared to what God is going to do in the future. The old deliverance will be as nothing compared to what he's going to do. The new thing that he's going to do. I'm not talking about a new doctrine. I'm not talking about a new teaching. But I'm talking
talking about a God, hallelujah, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's about ready to do a new thing in his people and in his church. And there's a fresh, new deliverance and victory that is there for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ain't done yet. We ain't over with yet. Hallelujah, we're still here. And God is going to do a new thing and a new victory and a fresh anointing in our lives. Can I get an amen? This might be a series. Amen? He's saying, remember those former things that I've done for you? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Amen? And I believe that is what the Lord has spoken to my heart. Get ready. As Bishop T.D. Jakes always says, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I believe it's time for the church to get ready because I believe that God is getting ready to do something. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. It's not time to throw in the towel. But it's time to believe God to give us a fresh anointing, a fresh outpouring. Hallelujah. And to give us a new, a brand new victory and a deliverance in our lives today. Amen. I've made up my mind. Amen. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to give in and succumb to what the enemy is trying to do in these last days. But I'll tell you what, yeah, we're in a yeah, we're in a time, yes, where where evil men are waxing worse and worse. We're in a time where there is a falling away. We're in a time where people are giving up. We're in a time where churches are are shutting down and believers are are are, are losing their faith and people People are giving up on God. But I'm telling you, you know, listen to me, saints. It's not a time to quit, but it's a time to believe God to do greater things than he's ever done before. And what God is saying to Israel, he's telling them, you've got to cast a forward eye and not a backward glance. You can't focus on what's in your past. Because let me tell you something today, Abundant Life Family Church, that God is more interested in your future than He is in your past. I got to say that again. God is more interested in your future and where He wants to take you to and bring you to than He is in where you've already come from. Now, thank God I look back every once in a while and there's nothing wrong with glancing back and saying, oh, Lord, you've brought me out of some messes. Amen. Praise God. You know, we were talking about this here a while back and Brother Scott mentioned it, that, you know, your car has a windshield and it has a rear view mirror, but you don't drive down the road, down the highway and get anywhere looking in the rear view mirror. You're going to wind up in a wreck if you try to drive using your rear view mirror but the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror for a reason because your focus is to be what's in front of you and what's ahead of you every once in a while you'll glance in that rear view mirror or you'll glance in that side view mirror to see what's behind or what's beside you but your main focus has got to be through that windshield your main focus has got to be what's out in front and I'm going to tell you abundant life family church God has done some great things for us in these past 
last 18 years God has brought us from a little group of people of 18 people to where we are today God has brought us from a little living room or a little family room to where we are today God has done some wonderful things there's been people saved there's been people filled with the Holy Ghost yes there's been people healed there's been people delivered there's been mighty moves of God and outpourings of the Holy Spirit we had a revival in 2017 that that transformed and changed us but you know what and I thank God for what he did in 2017 but we can't focus on that every once in a while some pictures will come across my feed of that revival and those altar services and what God did in those services and I thank God for what he did but I'm telling you the same God that moved in 2017 is the same God that's alive and well in 2022 and he's got something new in 22 for me and you can I get an amen in this house today oh hallelujah amen get my bar my rings in today But we've got to focus on what's in the future, in the, what's ahead. We can't face that future, our future, by saying, with a, you know, with a, well, woe is me. I mentioned this two weeks ago. I did a little article, too, for our, our uh, district's newsletter. The bishop called and asked me to give a little, send in something for the newsletter. And I mentioned this last week before last, how that somebody said that 2022 was going to be 2020 too. 2 I ain't accepting that. Are you listening to me? We gotta, you know, we gotta stop living in the past and believe God for the future. Yeah, there's been great deliverances. I thank God every day for the day He picked me up out of that miry clay of sin and washed me in the blood of Jesus and set me upon that solid rock. I thank Him every day that I'm not what I used to be or where I used to be, and I thank Him every day for where He's brought me to. But Glory be to God. we got to thank Him for where He's taken us to. Uh, there's some better things. There's some better blessings. And God's saying, yeah, you remember the past. You remember the, the old deliverances. But cast your eyes forward. Because what I did back then is past. But what I'm going to do in the future is not a drop in the bucket. Come on, somebody. To what I've done for you in the past. I refuse to believe the lies of the enemy. I refuse to believe that things are going to get worse for the church. I believe God has got something special for a church that will stand and proclaim the word of God and believe his promises. Come on, amen. Oh, everybody else can die and dry up and blow away, but I made up my mind. I am going to keep the fire of the Holy Ghost in my life. Amen. God is telling Israel, I got something new that I'm going to do. A new deliverance. What's he talking about? What is this 
new thing. What is this new thing God's talking about? There's a lot of new, <laughs> there's a lot of new things going on today, but all of them's not God. Is that right? There's a lot of new stuff out there. A lot of people are like the, uh, who was it, the, the Thessalonians? That, uh, no, it was the Athenians in the book of Acts that said that they spent all of their time in nothing except to hear or to tell some new thing. You know, there's a lot of churches that's like that today. We want a new thing. We want a new revelation. We want something new that we've never heard before. Oh, pastor, we've heard that kind of preaching before. We've heard you talk about that before. Give us something that's new that we've never heard before. Well, that's not what he's talking about here. He's not talking about new doctrine. He's not talking about God changing anything in the Word of God because I've told you this before, and this is a fact, that when it comes to doctrine, that's all been established. Doctrine, the canon of Scripture is completed, and there's nothing new when it comes to doctrine. Amen? God's not giving any new revelation. That's how cults get started. That's how the Jehovah Witnesses got started. That's how Mormonism got started. Amen? Somebody got a vision from an angel, or somebody, some angel spoke to somebody and gave them something new. I'm not talking about something new doctrinally. But I'm talking about a new, a fresh victory, something in God that we have not experienced before, a realm in the Holy Ghost, a realm in the Spirit, a realm in the things of God, and God doing something in our life that we never dreamed possible. Somebody said, what are you talking about? He said that he, God, is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. Hallelujah. There's deliverances. There's victories. There's healings. There's things that God has got planned for you and your family today. And God said the things that I've done in the past are just going to be a drop in the bucket to what I want to do for you in this new year in the future. Amen? And that's what he's talking about. God is telling them, Israel, that he's going to guide and provide for them as never before. The new thing that he's talking about is an unexpected blessing. Ooh, hallelujah. I felt that. It's a blessing, a victory, a healing, a deliverance, something in your life that just, boom, God said, I'm going to do it. He said here concerning the Babylonians, he said, listen. He said, I... Am your redeemer in verse 14. He said, For your sake I've sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles. Babylon was a mighty empire that God brought down and was defeated by the Medes and the Persians. For what purpose? Why was Babylon 
that great kingdom defeated and their leaders brought down. You, you, you remember the story, don't you, in the Bible when it happened in Daniel 5? Belshazzar, the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, was, was having a big party in the palace and caught, they was all drinking wine. And, and oh, here we go. I don't get on that again. I was on that, t- I was on that Wednesday night. They was all drinking wine and getting a little tipsy. And they called, he got real bold and he called for the, for the holy vessels of the temple of God to be brought in. And they were pouring wine into the holy vessels of God and they were toasting their gods and praising their false gods. And all all of a sudden, mm, hallelujah, all of a sudden right in the middle of that big party there appeared a, a man's hand over against the wall and the fingers of a man's hand begin to write in the plaster of the wall meanie, meanie tickle you farson. That was the words that were put on the wall written in the plaster and Belchazzar's looking at that and all of his lords and all of his princes are looking at that and his the Bible said that his knee, his loins, I love the way the King James Version says it, that his loins were loosed. Hallelujah. He may have lost control of something, but his loins were loosed and his knees began to shake and smite one another. There was some shaking going on there in the palace that night, but God numbered his kingdom and Daniel came in with the interpretation to that message and said, you, Belshazzar, have been weighed in the balance and found warning and that very night Babylon fell and the kingdom was defeated God moved and did it I'm going to tell you I don't care how big and how bad a kingdom may be or a nation may be God can bring it down in one single night if he so desires to do so and if it will benefit his people These guys better watch out messing with the church. Huh? Ooh, hallelujah. I can't get off on that. But God prophesied it here. He said, I will bring down Babylon. Why? For your sake. Speaking to Israel. And it was after Babylon was defeated and the Medes and the Persians. It was under the Persian rule of Cyrus that, that the people were liberated and set free. It was a miracle of God. God was saying to them, you remember how I brought you out of Egypt? You remember how I brought you through the Red Sea? But he's saying, I'm going to bring down the nobles of Babylon. I'm going to move, hallelujah, and defeat that nation so that the deliverance that I give you from there will even be greater than what I did when I brought you out of Egypt. My Lord, ain't nobody getting happy but me here today. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, I know all God's done for me in the past. From the time I was a little boy, all through my life, I know how he's led me me. I know how he's kept me. I know how he's healed me. I know how he's blessed me. And I know where he's brought me from. And I know where he's brought me to. But I just believe that the best is yet to come. I don't believe we had a taste 
I'm getting too old to move around that much. <laughs> Amen. Well, I've preached tonight, so I can give you both barrels today. That's the new thing. And I believe that God wants to do that new thing in our lives. That no matter, church, how difficult the path, no matter what lies ahead, may it be fire or flood, no matter what, we have the promise of God that no matter how difficult or what we face, that He will bring us through it and bring us to the blessing that He has provided and promised for us. The Bible says that He daily loads us with His benefits. And I, I, I mentioned this the other day. Last Sunday when the Kellys were here, just in my preliminary remarks, and Brother Marcus at lunch, Brother Marcus told me, he said, what you said this morning ministered to me. He said it, it was something that was confirmed to him, what God had said. Because Brother Marcus has been going through some, some difficult things physically in the last year or so, 2021. And uh, he talked a little bit about that last Sunday, but but what I said was this. I talked about that, a little bit about that deliverance of Israel from Egypt and how that God brought them to that Red Sea. Israel wasn't lost. They, they, they come out of Egypt and God, the Bible says in the 13th chapter, and I'm going to close with this. I, I'm not near done. This is my first, this is introduction and part of point one. So I'm going to close with this. But listen, God brought them out of Egypt and the Bible said in the 13th chapter of Exodus, is that he led them around the long way around because he didn't want them going through uh, was it what the Philistines the Philistus so they you know he didn't want them getting into battle right away so he led them the long way around to where they were encamped there by the Red Sea they weren't there by accident is anybody listening to me they were guided and directed by the cloud the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire to the very place they were at. God brought them there. And God knew. Do you think God knew that they were hemmed in? Yes, He did. Do you think God knew there was no way ahead to them at the uh, no way out ahead of them? There was no way of escape to the sides of them. And do you think God knew that Pharaoh was going to get his army together and come after them to pursue them to take them back into bondage absolutely God knew that but God had them there for a reason and purpose cause God was gonna show himself strong in their behalf and give them a deliverance and get his revenge on Pharaoh and his armies they weren't lost God brought them there here was the point I made. God opened that Red Sea because if God brings you to it, God will bring you through it. Oh, 
Amen. I'm not talking about wandering out here on your own, getting out of the will of God. But if you're following the cloud, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, and you're obeying the Lord, and you're being led by the Holy Ghost, and you're a child of God, if God brings you to it, He will bring you through it. He did not bring us as a church here to desert us. He did not bring us here to allow us to be defeated. He did not bring us here to allow the Egyptians to overtake us and overpower us. And you that have been saved for many numbers of years, God has brought you to this place today. And he's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Brother Rick, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, get ready. God's going to do a new thing. God's going to do a special thing. God's going to do an extraordinary thing in your life. Woo, go ahead and give him a hand clap. Come on. Because if he brought you to it, he's going to bring you through it. Regardless, church, listen, of what you've experienced this past year, God wants to turn your captivity and bless your life. God says even though, and this is what he was saying to Israel, even though you've messed up, even though you've done things that are amiss, Even though you failed, don't remember and dwell on those former things because God said, I'm not going to concentrate on your past sins and your past failures and your past blunders and your past mistakes, but I'm going to do something new. And in verse 25 and 26, I'll close. I'm closing. This is just my first closing. Here's what he said. I'm going to do something new. Verse 25. He said, For I, even I, still in that 43rd chapter, I, even I, am he that blots out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. And this is what he was saying to them. He was saying, Listen, I know you failed. I know you've messed up. But, but I'm going to give you a fresh start. You're, you're in Babylonian captivity because of their, they were there because of their disobedience, because of their sins and failures. But God said, listen, I'm going to give you a fresh start. I want to do something new in your life. I want to forgive you of those past sins. I want to forgive you of those failures. I want to forgive you. I want to cleanse you. I want to restore you. Let me tell you something, church. We, we thank God for the blood of Jesus today. And we need not to keep carrying the load of guilt of those past sins and failures and letting them weigh us and burden us down. Because that's always the way of our God is that we look ahead and we receive forgiveness And I'm going to tell you something. If you've got a spot or a blot or a failure or sin in your past, if you've brought it to Jesus and it's been washed in the precious red blood of Jesus Christ, I'm telling you what, Jesus Christ is the only one I know that can take a heart black with sin, wash it in red blood, and make it white as the driven snow. I'm here to tell you today, you need to get your eyes off your past failures and come to Jesus and let him wash and forgive and cleanse and do a new thing in your life and give you a new start and a fresh start and a new beginning in 2022. Do something new. 
in my life. Amen. Woo. Boy, I wish I could say I went through 2021 and never made a blunder. If anybody could say that today, somebody said they're lying, and that's right. <laughs> we pray every day. Seek God every day. I pray incessantly for God's will in my life, His wisdom, His direction, and His leading, and His help. Every day. How many knows that you can still miss it? It happens. Why? Because we're flesh. We're human. But my desire, which I'm praying would be yours as well, is to let God do something special and fresh and new and exciting and exhilarating in your life and your walk with Him and your experience with Him. And turn things around. I'll be perfectly honest with you. In 2020, I thought a year or two down the road, we, we, we wouldn't even hear the, it's almost a cuss word to me, COVID, COVID. I didn't think we'd even hear that anymore. We was talking this morning about the COVID and the flus and this. Sister Laura said, she hit the nail right on the head. She said, it's the work of the devil. I said, that's it right there. It's the work of the devil. And the devil, oh, see, he probably used some men. to get this ball rolling that we've been facing the last couple of years. Come on, somebody. He used some evil, wicked, ungodly, demon-possessed and inspired men to, 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 to develop this virus, and either it accidentally escaped or they used it and let it go. See, I, I should have quit while I was ahead. But it is of the devil. It is demonic. It did not come from the Lord. Are you listening to me? Somebody said, well, it's a, you know, somebody was talking about it. Well, it's a, it's a plague sent by God. No, it's, it's not sent by God. We're not under the wrath of God. Christian people are not under the wrath and the judgment and, the, and, the, and, the, and, and, and that kind of thing from the Lord. No, we, this is from the enemy. I said it's from the devil. Can you say amen? I thought we'd have been over it by now. But I'm going to tell you what, like we've never been done before, we've got to pray, we've got to believe, we've got to trust. We've got to stand. We've got to say, Lord, we are your children. We're standing on your promise. Do that new thing. We're believing you for a fresh beginning, a fresh start, for this thing to end and for us to march forward. And in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of a pestilence, that God will bless his church and increase his church and increase his body, that more will be saved, that more will be delivered, that more will be set free by the power of God. Hallelujah. That God will take what the devil
devil has meant for evil and God will turn it in to good and do a new thing in our life. Amen. I've done preached myself out of my glasses. Thank you, Brother Joe. Well, worship team, come on back. Amen. How many is with me today? Amen. That is what I feel that the Lord has given to me. I, I got three more points, but that'll be next week maybe, if the Lord's willing. But God said, I want to do something new and special for you. There's people here in this church, people in this service, that you've said goodbye to loved ones and family this past year. As a pastor, in the number of years that I've pastored, 2021, I preached conducted more funerals last year than at any other time in my ministry. And, 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 and there's people in this church that you've went through some rough times, some heartache, some heartbreak, some hurt. God, I believe God's saying, get ready. I want to give you a new thing. I want to give you a fresh touch and a fresh victory and a fresh blessing in your life. I want to turn your captivity. I want to release you from the hurt and the sorrow and the pain and the grief. I want to heal you. That's what he's saying today.